Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid on this Thursday as we get ready for wild card weekend in the NFL. We throw a super at the beginning of it, and that's what we got this year. Five games coming up this weekend to Saturday to Sunday, of course, on Monday. Taking a look at daily fantasy basketball. We'll do that throughout the show. We'll look at last night in the NBA and also look forward to tonight as well as start thinking about our fantasy postseason leagues, our one and done leagues, all of the crew here at Fantasy Sports Today. We're going to put together a fantasy league and, uh, and pick some players today for it, too. So those of you who are participating in that can help you out as well. I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock here. Two hours of fantasy sports talk. And Davis, here we are on a Thursday, just uh, you know, a few hours away from Saturday. I feel like we had a pretty crazy weekend of NFL games. Then we had the national championship on Monday night. Get a little bit of like 24, 48 hours to chill. And then here we go again on Saturday. All right, we'll get back to Davis in uh, just a second, and uh, we'll talk more about the NFL uh, wildcard weekend and uh, everything else. But for now, let's get to our headlines here on the show on this 13th of January, 2022. No question about it. NBA taking uh, full force right now as we break down everything happening in the, in the NBA. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to have abdominal surgery, will be out six to eight weeks, so probably put a bow on his Portland career being hurt and being done. Probably going to be somewhere next year or uh, maybe this year too. Ben Simmons meeting with the 76ers, no closer to a, re- a resolution. It's uh, not a secret. Simmons wants out of Philadelphia, hasn't played a game with them this season. Doug Peterson is one of the hot names on the coaching front. He has interviewed with the Chicago Bears, and I'm sure he'll get interviews in other places too. And this was a really fun story yesterday to see Eric Weddle, the uh, some people feel future Hall of Famer, of course, uh, safety for many years with the San Diego Chargers and then Baltimore Ravens unretires and is going to sign with the Los Angeles Rams. So coming into Monday night game, we'll see if Weddle inevitably can get on the field, but he's somebody that hasn't played in a couple of years. So we'll have to check in and see uh, just exactly what the Rams are up to. But uh, if we have Davis back, let's bring him in. And uh, certainly Davis this weekend, we're going to have a fun time looking at all the NFL games today on the show in particular. We'll look at player props for both the Raiders and Cincinnati Bengals. And then tomorrow we'll take a look at Saturday's games as well. FanDuel's given us a lot of good options for both betting and DFS. And a couple hours from now, we'll be right at it. 
Yeah, I actually love playoff fantasy football. I feel like maybe this is a minority opinion, but I love the one-and-done contest. We're going to be doing one here on the show. Uh, there And there are many different ways you can play. There are snake drafts that you can do on a, on a variety of websites. There are uh, some formats where you just, you know, you select a team, 10 players. Those are the players you have. Hope you get the right guys in the right games that and uh, that go to the Super Bowl. There, my favorite one, though, is hosted on the NFC website, and you are allowed to make weekly lineup moves, but every week that a player remains in your lineup, they receive a multiplier. So basically, you have to get it sort of right from the start, and, and you can fix you know some holes in the boat if someone gets hurt or whatever, but uh, I love the, the strategy layers there. And uh, I, I I went ahead and looked up Eric Waddle's stats just because I was I was very curious. And the last time he played was in 2019. Uh, he played in every game for the Rams. He was not particularly great that season at the age of 34. This to me does not portend great things for the Los Angeles Rams winning a Super Bowl. That they're having to sign street free agents as they head into the playoffs. Um, I mean, and, and certainly I mean the the offense is talented. They have lots of stud players, uh, but it, it is sort of interesting. Yeah, as we welcome in our radio audience here on Sports Grid, this is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. The Buccaneers, by the way, signed wide receiver John Brown to their practice squad. Of course, they have a lot of injuries and issues, to say the least. But uh, look, I mean, I don't even know, Davis, if Weddle gets on the field, but, you know, couldn't help to have him, I guess, cheering the guys on. And uh, and with the Chargers, you know, an icon in that city for sure. So you know, we'll see we'll see what ends up happening. Um, back to the NBA here just for a second. We'll get to our fantasy standouts from last night. But yesterday, I did see this news as uh, Dame Lillard uh, six to eight weeks. Davis, I mean this. I mean, I don't know what to compare it to. Michael Thomas, I guess, with the Saints. I don't know. Do you do you think that he plays again with Portland? And it feels like he didn't even want to play this year. Yeah, I mean, even before Damian Lillard had gotten hurt, we'd sort of gotten the rumors that he was getting a little bit fed up. You know, they, they hasn't made hasn't made an NBA championship. He is now 31 years old. So we don't we don't think of Damian Lillard as being that old. Uh, but he came into the NBA, I believe, a three year college career. It might have even been a four year college player by the time he got drafted. So he's already into the twilight phase of his career in terms of being a pure superstar. Now if Damian Lillard became available via trade, we're, we're almost there. I mean, we're, we're a month and two days away from the February 15th trade right. deadline. If the Trailblazers said Damian Lillard, he's available, highest bidder, you get him. Of course, you know, the Knicks, the Heat, there, there will be plenty of teams in on him, no doubt about it. But I, I kind of thought the way this would play out would be they would trade McCollum for another star. And honestly, they might trade both of them. They might trade. Yeah. They they might just press the full reset button there in Portland now. Yeah, Por yeah, Portland on the outside looking in at the playoffs, and uh, and look, they may want to finish uh, at the bottom. I don't know what their pick situation is, but it sort of feels like it's trending in that uh, direction. All right, uh, NBA fantasy standouts coming up from last night, and then we'll take a deep dive this weekend into some of the prop market on FanDuel for those of you who are getting ready to play DFS or even bet on the FanDuel site. We're going to take a look at the Las Vegas Raiders. They play the Cincinnati Bengals at 4.30 Eastern. So this hour, we'll do the Raiders. Next hour, we'll do the Bengals. Stay on the grid. Two hours, Fantasy Sports Talk. We're back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We're going to take a look at the NBA last night. But first, Davis, before we do that, let's get your take here on this NBA trade. We have Cam Reddish going from the Atlanta Hawks to the New York Knicks. Obviously, other players involved in the deal, but Reddish once thought about pretty highly. I wonder what you uh, think his role will be with New York. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I think a pretty fascinating trade. I, I would say it's probably slightly better for the Hawks than it is for the Knicks. The Hawks are definitely on the outside looking in in terms of being a championship team this season, which is definitely disappointing considering how much they were better than expectations last season. They've really taken a step back in terms of how they play defense as a team, which I guess is not that surprising because they have lots of guys on the court who are uh, you know, not only not defense first, they're defense last, right? Trey Young, Bojan Bogdanovic, guys like that. Now, Clint Capella, good defensive center. DeAndre Hunter, who really is sort of at the nexus of this trade with Cam Reddish being traded, pretty much all the wing minutes for the Hawks, especially in the playoffs, are going to go to Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter. And the reason why the Knicks would make this trade is they don't have any young guys. I mean, their 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 roster is so old and creaky. Their guards, Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker, very old. Their front court. I mean, Julius Randle's been in the NBA. I, I, I believe he's 28 years old, but certainly on the the wrong side of that mountain. So this gets them a young guy. And uh, you know, generally we don't love when teams trade first round picks, but this is a lottery protected pick. Reddish is, I think, 23 years old. He's he can shoot. He can play defense, and uh, if he stays healthy, which he has not really been able to do up to this point in his NBA career, I, I think this trade uh, sort of makes sense for both teams. And the, and the Hawks also got Kevin Knox, who is two years removed from being a first-round pick. He's done nothing as a member of the Knicks, but, you know, look, there's always a chance that these young athletic guys, they, they don't. He, he certainly was never going to play under Tom Thibodeau, so he might get some run as a member of the Atlanta Hawks as well. All right, we'll see when uh, Reddish makes his debut for the Knicks coming up this week. All right, let's uh, take a look at our fantasy standouts from Wednesday night in the NBA. We'll start off with DeJounte Murray, who had a really nice night last night. 
as uh, Murray seems to be picking it up here a little bit for some Spurs, 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and three steals. A big, big night in DFS. James Harden, some nice words after the game last night saying this is how good the Nets are. 25.7 rebounds, but how about this big number? 16 assists, one steal, and one block. Gordon Hayward had 30 points for Charlotte, also four rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. Jason Tatum for the Celtics had 33, 7, 4, 2, and 2. And then Kevin Durant for Brooklyn, no surprise that he shows up on our list here today. 27 points, nine assists, two rebounds, and two steals. So Brooklyn comes through last night. Uh, you know, Davis, they were basically, what, a, uh, a foot away from a three-point shot from Kevin Durant getting to the finals last year. And it seems like they're trending in that direction again. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will never forget that shot from Kevin Durant. I mean, just that game in general. Uh, you know, I, there there certainly is a temptation to be like, "Oh, Curry's the best player in the NBA. Jokic is the best player in the NBA. The way LeBron is playing right now, LeBron is the best player in the NBA." To me, Kevin Durant, best player in the NBA, and uh, these are the kind of spots where he shows it. This was a huge game last night. You know, two teams that uh, have been atop the standings in the Eastern Conference, and of course, the Bucks are involved in this conversation as well. Also, weirdly, I, I don't. I was saying this to George yesterday. Why is an Eastern Conference game between the Bulls, who are in the Central Time Zone, the Nets, who are in the Eastern Time Zone? Why is this game on? At 10 o'clock Eastern time. I, 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 I'll I, be honest. I'll be here. I did not stay up to watch the second half of this game. There was no way I was staying up until midnight to watch this game. But, uh, I mean, Kevin Durant was phenomenal. How often do you see this? He took 10 shots, 10 shots from the floor, 27 points, 9 assists, 2 steals, only 1 turnover. Uh, I mean, just absolutely unbelievable from Kevin Durant. And uh, we, we kind of see how fearsome they are when they have their three stars. I mean, this is the entire thesis behind uh, building these three-star teams. You miss one of the stars. The other two guys can kind of handle the load while the third star is out. The Lakers are doing this right now. The Nets have been doing it all season while they waited to get Kyrie back, and here we are. Both of these guys are in the fantasy standouts. And, and Harden, by the way, started the year awful, was not drawing any free throws, playing horrible defense. I mean, we've seen this happen with Harden before, right? He comes in the season, maybe he's got an extra eight or nine pounds on his frame and he kind of plays his way out of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, to me, Nets, best team in the NBA, all due respect to uh, to the, the Milwaukee Bucks, but the Nets with these three guys healthy and playing, they're they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, Davis, I would ask you this, is that look, with the Bulls now having the season that they're having, and obviously, you know, Brooklyn's going to be near the top. Milwaukee's going to be near the top. Miami is really good, too. I mean, this could be the first year in a while that it, I, I mean, I, I know every year it feels like there's a team in the Eastern Conference that doesn't finish 500 and is the eighth seed in the playoffs. It just it feels like this has been going on for a decade. I mean, is there a chance that this is like shifting toward the east a little bit? I mean, is this the year for that? I think you are 100% correct that it is shifting towards the East. And, uh, you know, part of it is just like, well, natural variance, right? So when, uh, you know, before before my day, back back uh, b before my time, the Eastern Conference was the dominant conference, right? The Celtics, the bad boy Pistons, the Heat, 
the Knicks, uh, which, by the way, I'll, I'll give a little bit of free publicity here to my online friend, Chris Herring. He just wrote a book titled Blood in the Garden about those old uh, New York Knicks teams that uh, is, is on its way to my house right now. I'm very excited to be, uh, to be reading that one. But the, the Eastern Conference was the dominant conference. Now, of course, you know, the, the Lakers, uh, the, the Showtime Lakers were in there as well. And then kind of, what would you say, around 2005 is when the tide turned and the Western Conference has sort of been the stronger one since then. But if you look at the great teams in the Western Conference right now, their best players are all sort of aging, right? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, those guys are in their 30s. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, a member of the great Dallas Mavericks teams, he is gone now. Tim Duncan, Patty, uh, Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, the great Spurs players, they're gone now. And so just it's just we've seen a lot of the young, great players, Giannis, Kevin Durant, so on and so forth. They all play in uh, in the Eastern Conference now, which I think is I mean, that's good for basketball, right? How good is it for basketball that a small market team like the Milwaukee Bucks won a championship? That's one of the things that people hate about basketball is that the the finals are always so predictable. But uh, you know, it's it's great to see a team like the Bucks win a championship and and compete there. Yeah, I, I think that for me the shift is is not so much with let's let's use Philadelphia, Boston, Miami, um, you know, Brooklyn, I guess to a degree. The shift, Davis, now is seeing. Chicago seeing Cleveland by the way Cleveland like, like that's yeah like that's that's where it's like okay you had a team that was 15 and 60 or 65 whatever and now all of a sudden five six games over 500 the Bulls go from a sub 500 team you know to way over 500 so you just add those to the equation and I think that that's you know really what I see that that's the change there I mean you're gonna have to have a couple of teams that have been at the bottom move up and so I, I yeah, think that's what and, I see. And- and the bottom of the Western Conference is, I mean, it's god-awful, right? The Blazers, they're bad. The Thunder, the worst team in the NBA. The Sacramento Kings, hopeless. The Rockets, hopeless. You don't really want to say it, but the Spurs, 15-26, and 26, pretty hopeless. The Pelicans, no Zion, they're pretty brutal. And then the Lakers and the Clippers, two of the most expensive teams in the NBA in terms of the salary they're paying, they're both dead even at 21 and 21, 500. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the tide really has turned at the bottom in the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, only Detroit and Orlando to me seem to be like the, the bottom dwellers right now in the NBA and, and still a long way to go. We'll see if that equalizes itself out over the course of the season. All right, Saturday at 4.30 Eastern, we have our first NFL playoff game on deck. It is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. And FanDuel has given us a nice posting of all kinds of options on the player props for that game. So Davis and I next will take a look at the Raiders, who are on the road this week. So stay on the grid. We'll give you our opinions on that coming up next right here on Sports Grid. Don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, 
no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today, SportsGrid.com. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. Thanks for watching our show here today as Davis and I continue our football content-related information all the way through the Super Bowl. Naturally, as soon as the baseball lockout is over, I know a lot of you have been texting me and asking me, you know, how are you handling baseball content? Well, for now, folks, uh, we're going to stick with the football here until baseball gets at least a little bit sorted out. But as we move into January and February, make no mistake about it, Davis is, I know, pumped to do some baseball, and so am I. So let's stick with football at least through the next few weeks while we have games to talk about here. Uh, Okay, before we get to the props, Davis, uh, Raiders-Bengals this week. Raiders coming off that huge win on Monday night, sort of riding this magical roller coaster, I guess, to this point. No one thought they even had – I mean, we didn't even think they had a chance three weeks ago. Uh, Bengals, at the same time, have been super up and down this season. So it's like when I'm building my story for this game this week, I find the Raiders to be a little perplexing all season long. Uh, The Bengals predictable over three, four-week stretches. How are you seeing this game sort of, uh, you know, evolve this week? I think I'm ready to surprise you. Not very often do I surprise you on this show. I bet most of the time you pose me a question and I bet you could do a good job of answering exactly how I would do. You know, we've just gotten to that stage in our relationship. (laughs) But I think I'm going to surprise you here. Uh, So, you know, I'm in all of these playoff fantasy football contests. And a huge part of that, of those contests, is figuring out the brackets. You know, who is going to win? How far are they going to go? Which upsets are most likely? And I think that the market is uh, specifically in the playoff contest. I think they are underestimating the chances that the Las Vegas Raiders can beat the Bengals. And I I think that's true for a couple reasons. The first being the Bengals defense, not that good. They've mostly been a league average unit this offseason. The other being that, yeah, Zach Taylor may be going to win coach of the year, maybe going to finish second coach of the year, but he's had some horrible coaching games this year, Craig. You know, games where what the Bengals were doing on offense made no sense. You have T. Higgins, you have Jamar Chase, you have Tyler Boyd, and you keep handing the ball off to Joe Mixon. You're subbing Joe Mixon out for Samaj P. Ryan and giving him seven targets a game. And, um, you know, the Bengals are a more talented roster, which I think is obviously reflected in the line. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is interesting, though, that this opened at six and uh, is down to five or four and a half. And what I can tell you from looking at these playoff contests is that Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, these players are not being selected near as often as Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, because people are people are basically putting the Raiders in the same bucket as the Eagles and Steelers in terms of the, the these guys are drawing dead. The other interesting thing is I, I believe the way it's going to work out is that uh, 
So I don't give the Patriots much of a chance of beating the Bills. So if the Raiders win this game, they get to go play Tennessee. Again, I could see the Raiders beating the yeah. Tennessee Titans, right? I, I don't believe in the Titans at all. I, I am, which, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the idiot here. But I think the Titans could get beat by any team on, on any given day, really. Um, so I think the Raiders are super interesting for these postseason contests. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I, you know, I, I actually don't know that there's going to be a ton of points in this game. I, I kind of feel right. like for the Raiders to win, it's got to be running the ball a lot. Uh, my, my concern for, for the Bengals, and I do think the Bengals are a better team, my concern for the Bengals is exactly what you mentioned with the coach on, on the Bengals. What happens when the two guys on the end, Ngakwe and Crosby, sack Burrow once? Is he going in a shell at that point? And like, is is that going to, because that's going to happen in this game. Um, and if it does, it portends to a very low scoring game, which either team can win. But I am, I am with you for sure on this one. All right, let's look at David Carr, uh, Derek Carr's passing props, excuse me, uh, two, four, 257 and a half on FanDuel. Interesting that some of their odds are minus 114 and some are minus 110. So you'll just have to play along on FanDuel as we go. Uh, you know, certainly Carr, this is his first playoff game. Uh, you know, he, at some point this season, Davis was like averaging over 300 yards passing per game. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, you could kind of go either way with their defense. Sometimes they're giving up through the air and sometimes they're not. What do you think this week about Carr? Does he go over this 257? And if he goes to 300, normally you would say in that situation, the Raiders lose. But when he throws for 300 yards, the Raiders have like this incredible record this season of winning. That's actually what I was thinking, is I was thinking if you wanted to be banking on a Raiders win, you probably go under on Carr, over on Josh Jacobs. And, uh, you know, one of the great things about legalized sports betting, of course, many of our new viewers here in uh, the great state of New York, they, uh, they have legalized sports betting and, uh, you know, the, the FanDuel and DraftKings, they're throwing all these bonuses out. Oh, you know, the, the, is the, the Giants cover by 100 points, you know, all these great bonuses. Can't, cannot wait for uh, that to happen to the great state uh, of Missouri. But one of the things I was thinking is this game is actually ripe for the same game parlays. So, you know, Raiders to cover or Raiders to win parlayed with the under parlayed with the Josh Jacobs over on uh, on the rushing yards. So I, I think that that uh, one, I would take the under on car at 257 either way. But I do think that definitely correlates with an under or a game that the Raiders actually win, even though what you said, that Carr has actually had some really phenomenal passing games. But I, I certainly don't think that the Las Vegas Raiders coaching staff's plan coming into this game would be to have Derek Carr airing it out. I think they'd love to control the ball, keep T. Higgins and Jamar, Hayes, uh, Jamar Chase on the sideline as much as possible. But the, uh, the return of Darren Waller at this time, I feel like is actually huge for the Raiders because they, they really have not established any replacement for him while he's been out right it's just been hunter Renfro. right right all right so let, let's hit the running back real quick let's let's go to jacobs here and his total on FanDuel. we can just spend 30 seconds is 60 and a half uh you know the raiders have really leaned on jacobs late in games this season he wants the ball all game long he's just not getting it so your lean is under here is that right 60 and a half no, I think I would go over because I don't think we see any Peyton Barber in this game. Barber didn't have a single touch in that win against the Chargers, and I think we see a really limited okay. number of Jalen Richard. 
Okay, so uh, over there on Josh Jacobs. Now, in terms of the receivers for the Raiders, they really don't have any great ones. As Davis mentioned, their main target has been Darren Waller, who comes with, uh, you know, a really remarkable story of, uh, of alcoholism and being able to beat that and stay in the league at a very high level at this point. And he talked about how difficult it was not playing for a month and sort of having to continue that fight. Uh, you know, for me, it was uh, I got a therapist, so I talked to my therapist about those things um, because, you know, my disease of addiction, you know, that can have me thinking all, t all kinds of crazy things, you know. So I got to make sure that I'm talking about those things when I'm, you know, have all that idle time. So I got my therapist, you know, I got, you know, stay going to meetings, uh, staying in the playbook, uh, working on music, you know, just staying solid, keeping my head, uh, you know, just out of that idle time and just into things that I enjoy and st stay into the game of football as much as I can. Waller, of course, back last week and played somewhat of a role. And if you look at his props this week on FanDuel, Davis, and you didn't know that Darren Waller missed a month of time in the NFL, you probably would just blind bet over 58 and a half any time on this guy because he is their main target and he is their uh, car's favorite target. But let's be honest, he is coming off an injury. Did he look 100% last week? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could be the judge of that. It seemed like he was somewhat involved in the game plan, but not as much maybe that he normally would. Uh, you know, a healthy Waller is an easy over here, but I, I can't say for sure that he's 100% healthy. I can't say if he's 100% healthy. I do feel like for the Raiders to win, you know, doesn't matter how much they're, you know, does not matter how much Carr passes for. doesn't matter what the final score is. I feel like Waller's got to go over for them to win or honestly even to remain um, competitive. I think the Bengals are going to have a, a pretty strong plan to maybe Hunter Renfro gets some of his layups, right? Maybe he gets some of those seven-yard slants that he's so good at but really limiting him like after the catch and in the red zone, which is so weird to think about Hunter Renfro is like a, an end zone target, you know, but I, 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 I think that Waller is really primed here for quite a strong game. And uh, I, I am selecting him in a lot of these postseason contests and uh, I would be on the over on this yardage prop. All right. So Waller uh, on the over, arguably one of the best tight ends in the NFL gets to play another week this week in Cincinnati. Uh, finally, uh, let, let's be honest, the wide receiving core of the Raiders, Davis, is is not all that formidable. So we're going to end with the lowest one here on the board. 23 and a half yards for Brian Edwards, who is somewhat of a red zone target for Carr, uh, but not much else. And it's like if I have to go back and like remember watching Raiders games and no indictment on, on Edwards, but it's like Carr missing Edwards. Like I feel like I've seen more misses than hits with him this year. He really, I mean, he just has been so anonymous for them uh, this season. He had, he did have four for 63 in that win against the Chargers, but the weeks before that, two targets, zero catches. The week before that, four targets, three catches, eight yards. Uh, actually has, has more games with zero yards than games with over 70 yards this season. And I, I do wonder if one of the wrinkles that, uh, that the Raiders might throw out this week is saying, you know, we got nothing left here. We got to leave it all out on the line. I wonder if they played Deshaun Jackson more this week. He, Deshaun Jackson barely played against the Chargers, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I do wonder if that's one of the things they could throw at the Bengals that would be very surprising to them from a game plan perspective. 
Yeah, it should be a fun game and an interesting game. Two really good ones, I think, on Saturday. At least the spreads would uh, certainly indicate that. All right, we got to take a break here on Fantasy Sports today. One of the fun things that you can do is still continue to play fantasy football on the DFS side, of course, and also play in fantasy leagues where you select your players each week and then you can't use them again. And that's part of what we're doing here on Sports Grid with our Fantasy Sports Today team. We'll tell you more about it coming up. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Davis and I are going to be going not just head-to-head, but all of our team here on Fantasy Sports Today. We're competing to be the fantasy postseason champion. And the way that this is going to work is that we're each going to pick a team uh, of a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. And we'll see at the uh, end of the Super Bowl who ends up winning. Now, obviously, the caveat to all of this is that you can only use the player once. Once you use them, you cannot use him again. So, Davis, I've played in this for many years. I think it's fun. I think it's challenging. I think the one thing that I always get caught up in, and it it even happened with me this year, it's like I always am trying to play the long game here, and it's not always the way to go. It's like you can't really predict the outcome of some of these games. And so while naturally you want to pick a player this week, that you think is going to get knocked out, but have a good game because you use them up and then you don't have to use them again. But it's like, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. And so outside of, I think we probably would both agree that Pittsburgh is not going to beat Kansas City. I mean, we don't think that. But beyond that, I mean, I, nothing really would shock me, I think, this week. I would be very surprised if the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's definitely one of the spots that uh, I like, you know, so using using Jalen Hurts this week, using Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, I, feel, I feel pretty confident there. I also, uh, you know, using Darren Waller this week, I mean, one, I think Waller, we just talked about, going to have a good game. Also, i not really seen very many people talk about this angle, but 49ers-Cowboys is only a three-point spread. 
Uh, and, and arguably you could say, you know, Cowboys minus three is a really good wager, which I think it probably is. But the Cowboys have had this horrible habit this year of just totally no showing games of just showing up and not looking like they couldn't do anything on offense. Dak looking like his calf is hurting him. Zeke not being able to create any movement or any space. Tony Pollard is dealing with this foot injury. We'll see how healthy he is this week. I think Pollard is, is going to get a lot of usage if the Cowboys go deep into the postseason. So I think you're right. Um, you know, just uh, one, prognosticating the bracket is very important. But definitely don't act like you have, you know, 100% certainty in who is going to win or lose for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I was having this exact conversation uh, earlier today about the Cowboys and, you know, somebody who's picking games. And I said, All right, like, here's what here's what you want this week. What you want is you want the Cowboys. Like, I, I personally think San Francisco's got a great shot. But what you want is you want the Cowboys to show up this week in a big way and beat San Francisco like 37 to 10 because you know they're going down the next week and you're going to get a tremendous value. <laughs> There's no way that they're going to have this run to the Super Bowl without a slip up. And I, and I think that they win this week, you know, and then next week they play Tampa or something like that. And then all of a sudden the line adjusts Davis and it's like Tampa Bay minus five or four and a half. And they just get annihilated. It was kind of the Cowboys season losing to Denver. <laughs> Go figure that one. All right. So uh, here's the postseason team that I have assembled thus far. These lineups will lock on saturday so i gotta lock these on the website by saturday obviously if something changes we'll let you know uh kyler murray will be my quarterback uh in that matchup monday night for arizona going up against the los angeles rams you know i don't know if new england's gonna win or lose but i feel like damian harris is getting in the end zone this week for new england so i'll go with him uh joe mixon i just think it's a good matchup regardless of a win or loss i think cincinnati's gonna run uh, Mari Cooper of Dallas, again, regardless of matchup, win or loss. And then, yes, I am going to take Deontay Johnson. I think he's one and done, so why not use him up this week? And so that's who I will go with at wide receiver. Something has just happened, though, I do want to mention before that. Um, okay, so now over to tight end. Let's uh, let's finish off here the lineups uh, that, I've, that I've set for this week. Uh, Zach Ertz, I got him. I'm pairing him up with Kyler Murray. Mike Evans for Tampa Bay. Of course, I do think they're going to win, but this guy Evans can't stay healthy, it feels like. So let me just use him this week and not worry about it. Robbie Gold for San Francisco, and too tasty of a matchup for the Chiefs, I, I think, on the board here. I don't care if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. I want to use them against uh, Pittsburgh this week. Speaking of which, Davis, one note here, ESPN is reporting that Juju Smith-Schuster has been designated to return, which is sort of out of nowhere. Wow. I haven't even heard his name in, in months. So uh looks like at least he's been activated. I don't know if that changes my opinion now on Deontay Johnson at all, but I definitely have to take that into consideration. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that I, I don't think he would play this week. Uh, I mean, maybe he would. That would be incredible for him to come from absolutely nowhere and replace all of Ray Ray McLeod's snaps this week. I, th I think that would they would maybe more have the eye on if somehow Ben Roethlisberger was able to, like, reanimate his, uh, his very tired and old body and win a playoff game or two. But that is interesting. I've always loved Juju, so I, I hope to see him back. Uh, so we definitely are, are sort of on the same alignment here. We don't think that the New England Patriots are going to win. We don't like the Arizona Cardinals odds relative to the, the line. Um, and, and I think Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz should be able to have a good game, even in a game that they lose. Uh, neither of us use Devontae Adams, uh, or neither of us use Cooper Cup, rather, which I think uh, in this specific contest, it could bite you because it would not be earth-shattering 
for the Arizona Cardinals, who were one of the best teams in the NFL for the first 12 weeks of the season, to win this game. And everybody who used Cooper Cup in round one who said, you know what, I don't care. Give me those 25 Cooper Cup points. And uh, if he gets 35 points later, so be it in this specific contest. I do think that's rather interesting because that game, very similar to the raiders Bengals game, where everyone playing these contests has decided that the Bengals are going to be winning. I think people have also done that with the Rams and basically just been like the Rams are, are beating the Cardinals. That's just happening. And so if Cooper Cup puts up 29 here and a loss to the Rams, uh, you and I are definitely going to be behind the eight ball. Yeah, I, I fought with Cup a little bit here because I, I do think the Cardinals, look, the Cardinals are as talented as any team in the NFL. They can win one game for sure. I mean, they, I could absolutely could see them winning on Monday night. In fact, I could I could see all the dogs coming through outside of Pittsburgh, really, and maybe Philadelphia on Monday night. But, um, yeah, I mean, part of my thinking, obviously, was using some one-and-done players. But the other part of it, too, is that I wanted some stars. I wanted some you know, potential 20-point players in there, which is why I went with Cooper, which is why I went with Evans, um, you know, and sort of playing hedging and playing the best of both worlds in some of these games. So that's uh, tentatively who I have going in, uh, unless anything happens COVID-wise or anything else for the weekend. Let's take a look at your team, Davis. So uh, I started out here the same as you, Kyler Murray at quarterback, Eli Mitchell at running back, Josh Jacobs at running back, Deontay Johnson. Again, I think Deontay Johnson probably going to be the most popular selection here in round one because no one's saving the Steelers and Deontay Johnson is the best fantasy asset on the Steelers, especially because Najee Harris is playing injured. You know, uh, Najee Harris played a season low snap share and got a season low touch share in the Steelers backfield last weekend in week 18. Uh, and then I matched Christian Kirk up with Kyler Murray, you know, thinking that if the if the Cardinals did win that game, I'd still like to be able to use Zach Ertz because he does fill that tight end position. Eli Mitchell, though, I absolutely love here. One, I expect him to have a good game. But two, uh, I, I expect the San Francisco 49ers to lose. So I was hoping to use a fair number of 49ers here. And then the remainder of my lineup, We've already talked a bunch about Darren Waller. I think he is a, a total key to what the Raiders are going to be planning here. Debo, again, if I'm thinking that the 49ers are likely to lose this game, no way do I want to uh, miss out on one of fantasy football in 2021's total superstars with Debo. Evan McPherson, again, I think that's going to be kind of a low-scoring sort of uh, slog game there and a kicker should be one of the easiest positions to figure out you know as long as you have a guy left for Super Bowl week as long as you have you know Butker or Suckup or, or whoever left and then the Eagles I, I think they are going to lose and this may be not a popular opinion but um, the Buccaneers right now they're down their two top wide receivers that and and they have looked worse on offense without those guys they have looked much worse on offense without Godwin and uh, without um, Antonio Brown. And and may, I'm looking here, though, I should probably use one of the Buccaneers players. I should probably use Gronk this round. I should probably use Evans this round. Um, I, I'm definitely in wait-and-see mode on Fournette, but uh, I, I could also see Fournette being fine here and them not wanting to expose Brady or Evans or Gronk that much and them running like 40 times here. So maybe I need to think a little bit more about that. Yeah, and, and I think, look, I mean, it's part of just the process of, you know, like you said, picking the bracket, trying to find players you think that would advance, and, uh, and and trying to predict the teams that are going to, you know, lose as well. I mean, interesting, though, that we really didn't pick any Raiders or Bengals here. 
Yeah, I used I used Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, but I didn't use any Bengals, which I thinking about it now, I don't know if you're going to want to use T and Chase in the same week all that often. Like probably you'd rather do one or the other. I also don't think the Bengals are going to be making the Super Bowl, so that means there are a max of 3 games. I the the Bengals would play the Chiefs next week, I believe, if they I, or I, I believe that's how I believe that's how that uh, shakes out. So maybe maybe T or Chase is a little bit interesting here. I might need to I might need to look at that a little bit closer um, because yeah, I, I just are the Bengals really going to make the Super Bowl? Like, can I see Zach Taylor winning a Super Bowl? I mean, to me, that probably not. And then let's uh, close out the conversation. I know we're going to talk about Buffalo um, and New England tomorrow, but. Neither of us uh, Bills or Patriots here outside of Harris, who I'm using. Yeah, so that was another one that was interesting. I mean, the the thing about the Bills is their total number of fantasy-relevant players for a contest like this. It's like Allen, Diggs, and Singletary, and then maybe you would save Beasley. Maybe you would save Gabriel Davis, but Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back at uh, at practice this week. So those those would be guys you know, Beasley, Sanders, Davis, you'd throw them in in the Super Bowl in this contest when, you, when you've kind of used up all the other options and there weren't any other alternatives. But I can't, I, I can't see using those guys this week. Like, Debo has a much higher chance of being eliminated than Stephon Diggs, and they're close in points this week anyways. So I would much rather throw in the guy who is close in scoring points but who I feel fairly confident is only going to be playing one game, whereas I think the Bills will probably play two games and maybe even three. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo is interesting to me too, and I know that we're going to break down that game tomorrow. But, uh, you know, the two teams played the first time out, and it it just, you know, I didn't really really get a clear feel for who was the better team between the two. And right now on FanDuel, uh, Buffalo minus four in this game. And so we'll see who ends up uh, winning that one as well. Um, last thing, just uh, strategy-wise, Davis, if you have to leave somebody with one key point for playing in a league like this, what would it be? Uh, I mean, I think a, a great thing to do would be to fill out a bracket and say, I'm playing my lineup this week this way, right? So that that Because that just really helps you have a clear plan. And that is a good idea for every time you fill out one of these contests, whether it be a one-and-done, whether it be a multiplier contest, whether it be a contest that locks. I just think having a bracket done for every single entry is really important. And you, you know, okay, I'll pick a couple upsets here. I'll pick an upset there. That is very helpful in, you know, schematically planning the guys you want to select. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So there's our postseason round one teams. We'll continue to update you as we go along here in the, uh, the NFL playoffs, which begin on Saturday, but we got to take a quick time out here on fantasy sports today. When we come back next, we wrap up this first hour of the show. We've got Alex with the update at the top of the hour and a whole lot more. Also, don't forget, you can catch myself, Joe Pizapia, and Matt Stryker this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern as we take a look at the DFS slate for the Fantasy Football Playoffs postseason edition. So stay tuned to that as well as a whole lot more here on the show. On tomorrow's edition, we take a look at some more player props, and we'll continue looking at player props today as well. we got the Bengals coming up a little bit later in the show. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, we're back in just two minutes. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish and Davis Maddock. We got you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. Every day, noon to 2 Eastern, we're talking, of course, fantasy sports with you. And I know that, Davis, not only do we have some NFL going on this weekend, but, of course, some key uh, NBA games. Second hour of the show, we're going to get a DFS lineup. Can you guarantee us we're going to cash in on a, on a lineup tonight? No, I can't guarantee, but uh, NBA DFS is sort of, uh, it's been a very interesting battle this year. We are finally, I kind of jinxed it yesterday, but we are finally getting out of the health and safety protocol nightmare that we were in, where, you know, pretty much any given night, you were like, well, I have no idea who's starting for the Philadelphia 76ers. They might be, uh, you know, they might be going out to uh, to playground courts in Philadelphia and seeing if, uh, if anyone can suit up. We had that that Spurs Heat game where the league told the, the, uh, the Heat that they could pick any three players off of the Miami Heat's G League team to come and sign up. Maybe I got that in reverse. Maybe it was the Heat picking uh, the G League Spurs players. But uh, we're finally starting to get out of there. You know, Durant is back. Kyrie is back. Harden is back. Giannis is out of the health and safety protocols. So that is uh, that is uh, a little bit better. And I, I think this NBA season has been really interesting. And, uh, you know, given the state of the league, I think we are going to see one mega superstar that even your mom might know get traded at uh, this trade deadline. Wow, that would be something here. Uh, NBA trade deadline coming up in about a month right now in February. So looking forward to discussing that with you guys here on Sports Grid. All right, so uh, that'll do it for our first hour of the show. This just kind of flew by on us here today. But we have plenty to come here in the second hour. We've got Fantasy Reality, Sports Grid 60, as well as our deep dive into the player props on FanDuel for the Cincinnati Bengals. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. But up next, we've got Alex with the update at the top of the hour. With everything happening in fantasy sports and the world of sports wagering, also don't forget, coming up a little bit later, Scott Farrell right here on Sports Grid. So stay on the grid for that in-game live coverage as well. Davis and I will be back on the grid in just a couple minutes. Great, great. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.